Hey, I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to the CEO Glow podcast, and I'm your host, Jess Trexel. Think of this podcast as the coffee date with your best entrepreneur girlfriends, the place you go for advice, pep talks, and someone to share the ups and downs with as you focus on expanding yourself, your mindset, and your brand to the next level. We'll talk personal branding, making money, beating burnout, and doing it all while being totally yourself so you can finally create a brand that's built on the kind of self-expression that'll have you positively glowing. Hello, I'm really excited to record today's episode because I've been thinking about this all week. On Monday, I had a conversation with some really good friends of mine all around the idea of taking messy action in our businesses and pursuing growth through just doing the damn thing. I think this is something that gets overlooked immensely most of the time when we're talking about personal branding because so many of us are really, really, really used to trying to curate our image, make sure that we are being mindful in how we show up, not because we want to be aware of the effect we might be having on other people, but because we are afraid of how we will be perceived. And as I was thinking about this this week, I thought, man, I really need to make an episode about this. There are so many people who, and maybe you're one of them, get paralyzed by the need to look perfect by the need to keep up with what we assume someone else expects of us or to look successful in an exterior way or to make sure that we have enough social proof of the results that we say that we create for clients. And while all of that matters, I am telling you today that if you are trying to build a personal brand, something that embodies who you genuinely are, and creates connection with people. You cannot do that without first taking messy, inspired, imperfect action. There are times that it is beneficial to sit down and be strategic and intentional and reflective and take your time creating something or to making a move. But I think more often than not, what your audience wants to see from you is just you just living your life. They don't need you to have all the words figured out. What they need is for you to invite them into your life. I made a post just this week talking about certain kinds of Instagram stories that can be used to really fast track that connection with your audience. And the reason it works is because it lets them into your life and it lets them feel like they're part of your inner circle. It lets them feel like you are just obsessed with them and you can't wait to share something really real with them. And this is what creates loyalty. It's not your perfection. It's not being polished. It's not having your shit together. Loyalty comes from people feeling involved in your real life and feeling like they know you as a real person. And this is why every conversation that I have around personal branding, every single brand intensive that I do with a client. Every module of my mastermind, every podcast interview, conversation, all of the things that I do keep coming back to the inner work that underlies building a personal brand because I really don't believe that you can do it without getting okay with being who you are. 
the process of building a personal brand is about more than just showing up in a way that other people envy or admire. It's about building something where people feel connected to who you are, where people feel that they know you from the inside out and they can trust you because you also live a messy, imperfect life. I don't think that perfection builds trust. Expertise, experience, knowledge, competence, all of that is important for you to be able to serve your clients and deliver them a solution to their problem. That's why you're in business is to solve problems for people. But if you can't give people something they relate to, if you can't show up in a way that says it's safe for you to trust me and go on this journey, whatever you provide for clients is an exchange of trust. If you can't communicate to people, it's safe for you to do that with me because I understand your experience, because I get you, because I've been there, because maybe I still deal with this in some capacity in my life. I just have more tools now. You're not going to build the connections you want. Sometimes we get paralyzed by feeling like we can't actually serve anyone until we have all of our ducks in a row and our life is perfect and we never struggle with the thing that we help clients with ever. And if that's your struggle, go talk to any professional therapist, a mental health counselor, and they will tell you they still struggle with whatever their area of practice is. If they help with, let's say, disordered eating, I guarantee that person probably has or has someone very close to them who also experienced disordered eating in their life. They still deal with the effects of that, not to a great degree, but it's still a very real part of their real life experience. If they don't struggle with it, they still feel the effects of it. They still remember what it was like. They're still willing to be open about the fact that that was something that touched them personally. And because of that, they're able to meet their clients where they are. They're able to relate. They're able to understand. They're able to ask more insightful questions, to give more space, to walk more gently, to hold more grace, and just to facilitate more healing and transformation for those people because it's their life and their experience. And they still remember. They still know what it is to be dealing with that. A mindset coach does not have a flawless, perfect mindset. They still struggle. They still journal. You can have imperfections in your life and help people. And you have to become okay with that before you're ever going to allow yourself to take messy action and to do something imperfectly. This is why I think Messy action is a secret ingredient to personal branding, and it's actually the key ingredient. If you're not willing to take messy action, to do something that's not perfect, to post something with a spelling mistake, if you're not willing to show up and be a little bit unfiltered, I don't think you're going to build the kinds of connections that made you want to look into personal branding in the first place. I know that that's really, really difficult because the reason that we want to be perceived as never making a mistake or never ruffling feathers or getting people upset at us is because our body and our ego is trying to keep us safe from whatever it thinks is going to happen. Our body perceives someone's judgment of us as mortal danger. That makes it really, really difficult for us to decide that it's okay and safe for us to do something that we are judging ourselves for. That's why we hold ourselves back from doing things that we know would be transformational. We feel inspired by the idea. We know that it has helped 
us and our own experience. And we just know that sharing this situation or this moment or this thought or this breakthrough or this perspective is going to be helpful to someone. But we're so worried about how doing that is going to reflect on us. And if you're stuck in this loop that there's something you need to do, but you're so scared of how it's going to come across or how it's going to come back to you or whether or not people are still going to see you as professional and competent and capable, I have a few things that I want you to do. The first is I want you to ask yourself, why do you do what you do? Why are you building the brand that you're building? What do you want to be known for? What do you want people to experience because of you. What is the version of you that compelled you to even do this work at all? For me, it is partially because of the intense journey of self-discovery that I had to go through several times over to realize that I didn't have to pretend anymore. I dealt with disordered eating throughout high school, and I struggled with body image and the perception of control and feeling like I had it all cased. I had it under control. I never missed a deadline. I was never late. I wanted to look perfect because I felt like the approval of others depended on my perfection. And I worked through a layer of that in high school and in college. And I worked through another layer of that when during the pandemic, I realized that I am autistic. I'm going to hopefully share a lot more of this story in other episodes, but that was a huge eye-opener for me when I realized how much I had been masking and pretending and how much of myself I had been holding back from myself and from other people in my life. I had to fight through the layers of doubt and fear and what are people going to think and am I too much? And, but if I show up this way, can I still help people? Will people still care? Do I still have value? Do the things that I think actually matter to people? I had to ask all of those soul-searching questions to realize that I influenced more people for better when I was more myself. But I had to look at who I had been and where I came from and what it was about my life that propelled me to care about people embracing their personality and taking their self-expression to a new level in professional spaces. I have to look back at where I started with that in order to get my eyes off of myself enough to want to show up imperfectly. When I'm thinking about myself, how I'm going to be perceived when I'm scared and when I'm protective and when I'm defensive, I don't help people. I protect myself. And I can't do both of those things at once. I can have, you know, proper boundaries and I can be treating myself well. I'm not saying don't take care of yourself. I am saying recognize when you are so self-focused that you're forgetting why you do this. Because hopefully why you do this is not just for yourself. Hopefully you have a deeper why. Hopefully you have an experience that you genuinely do want to provide for people. Hopefully you have something deep inside that you want to help people experience. And when you come back to that, it becomes a lot less about, am I going to look like I don't have my shit together? And it becomes way more about who is going to be positively impacted by me doing this, even if it's not perfect. So... Messy action, the first thing that will get you closer to taking the action that you need in order to build the kind of connections that you're looking to make is coming back to your why, coming back to your story, 
grounding yourself in what you know is true, grounding yourself in the impact that you're making, the positive influence that you can have when you just allow yourself to stop being held back by perfection. And another thing that can help with this, if you ask yourself, who is it that you feel pressure to keep up with or to look like or to impress? Is it an industry peer, a colleague, a friend, a family member, your partner, a client? Why? These are things we really have to sit with. What kind of perception are we trying to create by not taking these messy, imperfect actions? By holding ourselves back? By not allowing ourselves to be seen and visible? How does that pressure and that expectation affect the way that you do your work? Because when you are in, that when you are serving a client through a one-on-one session, in a coaching environment, in wherever you work with your clients, when you're working with somebody and you're moving toward the moment that excites you the most, what does it feel like? How do you show up? How does your client experience that? I bet it feels electric. You're not managing yourself. You're not managing other people's expectations. You're just existing in that moment and both of you are receiving something incredible through it. Whether it's you're a photographer and you know that you're getting that shot, you know that they feel amazing about themselves and you've created what they envisioned at the beginning of this shoot and it's even better than you thought. They feel like a million bucks and you feel inspired and creative and in flow. You're not trying to show up perfectly. You're just existing and allowing your authentic expression to come through and to benefit both of you. And you're serving them better than you ever could because of that. Maybe you're a coach and you know the moment where that client is coming to a realization. They're coming to some of the answers that you knew that they had, but they needed some help to uncover. And the ideas are flowing. They're feeling inspired and clear. They're unraveling their problem. They feel that they've gotten what they came for. They feel more than satisfied. You're not managing expectations in that moment, are you? Probably not. You're just showing up, you're existing, you're allowing your own zone of genius to propel you forward, and you're not trying to do things perfectly, you're just allowing them to happen. Contrast that to if you were to go into that same environment, a shoot, a session, whatever it may be, and you're trying to look like someone else that in your mind is that definition of perfection or someone who aligns with the expectations you've decided that you have to meet. So you're trying to look like them. Again, if you're the photographer, you're trying to shoot like them. You're emulating their style. You're critiquing your shots. You're posing your client more intensely. And instead of being in the moment, you're overanalyzing and you're trying to manufacture something that's not real. I'm not saying don't learn from other people. Don't be inspired. Don't stretch yourself. Don't try new things. Do all of that. But don't allow doing that to stop you from showing up from letting people see you. Maybe the imperfect action is you write a caption that feels really inspiring and helpful and in flow and something that you know would have helped you when you were where your clients are and you just hit post. You don't rewrite it. You don't reread it. You don't go back to fix the spelling mistake. You let it go out into the world and you receive the feedback from that. You let people say, oh my God, thank you for posting. Wow, I needed to hear that today. You let your messy, imperfect moment of saying yes to something that inspired you 
and reflected what you genuinely think and who you are to impact someone positively. Maybe it means you get on your Instagram stories, you look at that post that I shared, and you find out one way you're going to let people into your real life on stories this week. And you share something not perfect. Maybe you post a question box and tell people they can ask you anything they want, and they ask you something personal that you maybe would have kept quiet about or just not thought anyone cared about before. And you decide, you know what, I am going to let somebody know this about me, or I am going to share this thing about my life that doesn't really relate to my service. I'm going to let people build a relationship. I'm going to let people feel connected to me. It feels messy. It feels uncomfortable. It's not tidy. It's not the kind of thing that I would typically bring into my professional world. But what if it connects me to people? What if it shows people that if I can build what I've built, they can too? What if it tells people the little parts of them matter? What if it tells somebody, oh, every part of what makes me who I am is welcome with this person. I really want to work with her. She feels safe. She feels real and she feels like me. So you share something that maybe feels a little out of the box for you. This is the power of messy action in personal branding. Again, I'm all for strategy. I'm all for being clear and having a purpose behind the things that you share and the way that you move through the world and the way that you build your brand and build your perception in the public eye. That is the point of a brand. Yes, all of that is true. And there are way more time and places than you might think for being candid and being authentically yourself and not curating the moment and just letting yourself be who you are, recognizing that that is where your zone of genius is. That's where your impact is. That's where your influence is. And when you focus on impact and influence, the snowball effect of that increases your income. It increases the sense of community around your brand. It builds more loyalty. It builds more excitement around the things that you do. It opens up doors for you to build real relationships, friendships, friendships, not just connections on LinkedIn. Our real life is not as separate from our work life as we sometimes make it. And I want this episode to just so deeply encourage you that people really do want to see the real life moments. They just want to see you be a person. Recently, I went live in my Facebook group, The Glow Society, and we were talking about branding ourselves as multi-passionate entrepreneurs. When you can't fit into one box, how on earth are you going to create a brand around something that has so many moving pieces? It's a great question. It's one I get all the time. It's one I tackle in a lot of my brand intensives with one-on-one -on -one clients. But I went live with no makeup and no filters because I woke up late and I didn't have the energy for makeup and my face was breaking out, so I didn't want to pile it full of things that would just like intensify this breakout. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to turn on my little ring light and go live. I'm just going to do it because I committed to the live and I know that this topic helps people. Do you think anyone commented on the lack of makeup that I was wearing that day? No, none of them cared. What did happen is someone became a brand new one-on-one -on -one client of mine. Someone else pivoted her brand and made refinements to her messaging because of what I talked about. And I had the confidence to begin recording new episodes for the podcast because of that live. I showed up as I was and people decided that they connected with me on a deeper level than the things that I would typically try to hide behind. 
even in sharing that story, I'm admitting to you that I deal with this too. I love my Instagram filters. They make me feel good on the days that I don't want to put on makeup. And that's not a bad thing. But I also have these things where there are times I don't want to share something personal. I don't have to. I get to choose what I share on my social media, on my brand. I get to pick what I put out into the world. But I know that when I do that in a way that is just real life, good things happen. I want you to realize that you can be a professional, an expert, great at what you do, respected in your field, and you can show up entirely as you are. And that will matter just as much to the people you are meant to work with. When you get to the point where you've made friends with yourself and you've made friends with the process of taking messy action and of starting where you are with what you have and learning and becoming as you go, you will see more traction than you've ever seen before. So if you've made it this far in the episode, I'm so glad. I would love to hear in the comments of this episode wherever you're listening or send me a DM on Instagram and let me know what messy action are you going to take? What is that thing that you've been holding yourself back from doing because it's not perfect yet? And you don't know all of the answers around it yet, but you know it could impact someone for good. What are you going to do to further your personal brand and bring a little more of your real life self into the way that you show up today, this week? What are you going to do to integrate those parts of yourself? Because you get to be all of the things that you are. That's the beauty of a personal brand. It makes space for all of the parts of you. And I want you to know that so long as you're hanging out with me, all of the parts of you are welcome here. I have space for all of the things that you're great at and all of the things that you're not. And I am so excited to cheer you on as you step into more and more and more of that and say yes to the things that are inspiring to you and that make you excited to do the work you do. Because your work is amazing and it should be exciting and it should be celebrated. So I am so here for you. I'm here for your messy action, your stroke of inspiration. You're saying yes to bigger and bigger and bigger impact in ways that you may not have expected at first. Thank you for being here and thank you for being you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the CEO Glow podcast. I love creating this show so that you can grow your personal brand and amplify your impact and your influence everywhere you go. I would love to hear your thoughts on the show, either by leaving an iTunes review or sharing a screenshot and tagging me so I can shout you out and see your feedback. Let's connect on social media. You can find me at Prairie Glow Studio on just about every platform, serving up lots of inspiration, mindset tips, and personal branding advice from me to you. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. So until then, keep flowing.